Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual healing. So, CNN and the Human Rights Campaign yeah. hosted not long ago the LGBTQ plus equality forum mm. featuring nine of the top tier candidates that are high up in the polls. Each got a half hour segment and they talked about issues pertaining to the queer community. And it was um, interesting. Mm. It, I watched it on a plane, by the way, in real time. And what was so funny was that like I accidentally hit the channel up button. Yeah. And at the same time on Fox News, they were just live broadcasting Trump at a rally in yeah. Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Which was hilarious. Just yeah, so ironic. Just insane. Uh, so the nine candidates, the only the two major candidates that weren't there were Bernie Sanders because he had had the heart attack, yeah. even though he wasn't initially going to be there because of a scheduling conflict, which to me in this day and age, if it is a nationally televised appearance, yeah. you can't cite a scheduling conflict yeah. if all other candidates are going to be there. But, and yeah. Yang also had a scheduling conflict. Mm. I actually think Yang, he kind of touts and strokes the sort of pro-Trump um, voters that now are anti-Trump from uh-huh. 2016. So I question a little bit the motives there. I'm not totally on board yet, but I mean, you know, I like sure. him giving me $1,000. Well, don't worry, he won't win. Anyway. <laughs> um, we're going to have Yang, what is the Yang crew? On Yang? the podcast? You mean? No, they're going to come after you online for saying yeah, that. Right. Uh, but no, so the nine candidates, they they spoke, and one of the biggest narratives I think that came out of the Equality Forum was the protests that happened throughout the evening. So primarily trans activists, transgender activists and allies disrupted many of the different candidates' uh, spots basically drawing light to the epidemic of trans women, primarily women of color, being murdered in this country. So far this year, 19 have been murdered, um, four in Texas. One just died a few weeks ago. And it is it is a legitimate epidemic. Yeah. And one of the arguments that um, Blossom C. Brown brought up, who was one of the protesters that interrupted Beto O'Rourke, was that here's this forum that is sort of touching on trans issues, sure, but this is an epidemic and women are dying. And she says, black trans women are dying. Our lives matter. I'm an extraordinary black trans woman. I deserve to be here. Yet, at that, up until that point, questions, the people giving questions to the candidates, they were, there was no black, queer, or any person of color uh, trans person asking any of the questions, mm-hmm. nor did it highlight on any of the issues of trans women being murdered so well, when far. When the protester brought it up during Pete... Um, At the beginning, well, that was when they came out with the flag in the beginning. Right, but Anderson Cooper was the one to to talk about and to to acknowledge what was going on, Uh which I thought was, I mean, I I was just kind of not, I was surprised that Pete waited to give a sort of succinct response once the protesters were calmed down or taken away or whatever. They were taken away, yeah. Yeah, whereas Anderson Cooper had a really... You know, healthy acknowledgement, at least, of what we were, what they were talking about. I mean, I think it's 
I, I agree with the protesters. There's not enough coverage of mm. trans the trans murders that are totally. happening across this country. It's wild. Yeah. The fact that the 19 so far this it's year insane. Have been it's insane. It's an insane. It's insane. And that's only ones we know about. Yeah. I mean, there are so many murders in this country of trans people that go undocumented properly, and we don't know either they're they're documented as an incorrect gender or we just don't know it's a hate crime. So that happens, and it's disgusting. And the fact that it took protesters to get them to even acknowledge yeah, the issue crazy. up until that point that should be the start of the that should be the start of the segment it's crazy is trans, it's crazy this, this crazy, epidemic crazy. Of trans women being murdered so um and there was another uh, uh elizabeth warren supporter and journalist um ashley uh i'm blanking now ashley simpson ashley, ashley simpson, simpson i believe yeah. <laughs> um no yeah no it's not ashley simpson why i'm blanking anyway it doesn't matter yeah. sorry guys uh she is a Warren surrogate and she was scheduled to be there to ask a question and then CNN she tweeted beforehand um, CNN said that you're not you don't we, we don't want you to ask a question because of scheduling stuff or whatever yeah. and she decided just not to go <laughs> because she's not just going to sit there and not have a yeah. presence and there was only I think well, they, one they had Shay Diamond ask yeah. a question and what was the question do you remember I don't remember the question. I just love her music. <laughs> sure. She's a great musician. Um, but yeah, so there was a lack of, I think, focus. And I'm really glad the protesters made a point of making it a focus yeah. mm-hmm. of the forum. But the night belonged to uh, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. But primarily because of her stand-up routine. Yeah. Uh, so she had an exchange that certainly went viral, but in two different ways. It was like yeah. it, it brought out a lot of liberals that don't support her um, reaction to her being inauthentic because of her being a Republican up until the 90s at some point. I think a registered Republican. And um, and also she went to, or she filmed some video at her church that she grew up in that is a very anti-gay church at this point. But she's like, yeah. okay. was her church. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Yeah. And also from the Republicans as well. But uh, the question was that the man asked, like, what would you say to a supporter who says, my faith teaches me that marriage is between one man and one woman? And Warren replied, well, I'm going to assume it's a guy who said that, and I'm going to say, then just marry a woman. I'm cool with that. And then she threw in a little sort of quip at the end where she turned back and she was like, if you can find one, and it sent everyone. It killed. I, I, I will be honest. Yeah. I loved it, and I hated it. Why? I hated it because I... Uh, I, I, I think that's even though Trump is the worst human being in the world, I think that rhetoric is way too. Um, I mean, it's not a big deal. No one will act, ultimately see that clip. It also won't impact her. I mean, the rhetoric it, it, it thing, won't impact that her, but I do discussion. think that rhetoric is a little harsh. But in what for way? The like, country as a whole. What is? She, I, I'm, I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, it's like Cynthia Nixon actually put out a really good tweet about it, where she was like, you know. The people who are upset about it would never vote for a Democrat to begin with. Wait, who would be Wait, what's to be upset about? It's like a goofy. I mean, people were upset because basically. Yeah, she's she's saying. And again, I think it's I thought it was hilarious. And it was it was one of the best moments I've seen her. And I've always criticized her for, I think, not being super authentic or kind Mm. of, you know, you know, she looks like, like a professor. Yeah, and That's what I liked about <gasps> it. Uh, oh damn! I know, I know. <laughs> but like, so I loved it. But I also still think, and I don't think it's a big deal. It's it's uh, just a soundbite yeah, from just... one one debate or one discussion once. But yeah, she's saying that 
uh, uh, you know, a lot of people in this country who don't support gay marriage, good luck finding a woman right. who's going to like you. And they're all guys. I mean, right. it, it's just it's just yeah. not accurate. But they're going to vote for Trump anyway. It, I, I'm not. I'm, look, I'm not saying cancel Elizabeth Warren. Right. I, th- yeah. I think she's great. Well, and the I just love the re- great, I love I, the response of saying I just love the the one to one response. I know it's a joke, but I love the one to one response, which is always like with abortion. It's like then don't have an abortion. Then marry yeah. one woman. Yeah. Like. It's do whatever you want to do. You don't Leave have to marry a man. Exactly. But just don't yeah. don't take away my rights. Correct. That's it. And well, Marco Rubio agrees with you, Brent. Um, <laughs> yeah, he knows. And <laughs> he tweeted uh, that her Warren's response vividly captures the condensation of elites and their incessant ridicule of Americans with traditional values. It elicits glee among celebrities and blue check brigade, brigade the meaning verified people Twitter, on Twitter, Twitter chirp, yeah. um, and Instagram. But for the millions sick of being disrespected at a list to support for fighting back even in a cruder a vulgar Which is, way so and, he's... I, and I will say I'm sorry that this I will belabor this a tiny bit only because I I think what worries me is it's the exact kind of disrespected voter that surprised us in 2016 and sure. I, I do think I, I'm not saying that this silly soundbite will have any consequence for the election at all. Yeah. But I do think we did a great job of ignoring a lot of people. And I think the left, in particular online, continues to do a great job of telling everyone who doesn't agree with them, which might even sometimes be us once in a while, yeah. that we're animals <laughs> and and that we're constantly telling them, you're bad people we don't agree with you. Just shut up. I hear that. And I, I and I, this this what what I didn't like about this was that that st- s- struck the same chord. But the argument you could also make, and I, I hear what you're saying, but I kind of disagree with it because I think one of the reasons why Hillary lost was that because she was inauthentic. Was she she didn't respond in the way that Trump sometimes responds, which is very casual and off the cuff and oftentimes like Elizabeth Warren's response sure. here if you can find one or ch- and I, charm and I, some semblance a charming, of charm a charming I don't response. find Trump charming and but people in do some, right. in some capacity I think that we are getting to a point, and I think Barack Obama's election proves this, that you don't need the white male vote in this country to be elected president as a Democrat. You can actually get elected by people of color, women, and other marginalized minorities in this country. And that's how Barack Obama won, with a few of the white educated men. And I think that is the exact path Elizabeth Warren is taking. And by using this kind of language in a Trumpian way, she is not being the inauthentic robot Hillary Clinton. She is being yeah. a fully realized human candidate. I don't want to get in the weeds on this, but uh and I I I think what I would argue is again, all the, the, the triviality of this aside, uh I, don't, I she's not just offending men with this. She's offending in theory people of color, a lot of whom do not support gay marriage. Mm-hmm. She's offending women who don't support gay marriage but are mm-hmm. open to voting for a Democrat, but they're not going to so vote for a Democrat. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. There's lots of Democrats who don't support gay marriage. You just look they're, at the polls. Uh, no, you look at the polls, and I think you'll find that uh, the vast majority of Americans. I think the last one was like 76 percent of Americans support the right for gays to, ha- to be able sure. to get married. There's and no the, doubt that some and, polls show an overwhelming majority, and the vast and majority of women is even Democrats. higher than that. Yes, women but support it's not gay all marriage. Democrats. Well, I know. I'm. I'm. That's fine. I'm just but, saying that like. That that's what I'm saying. I'm saying this. I think this quote glosses over a lot of nuance in politics. But it also it's is funny so, and it's, it's great and it's, it's all fine. But it just glosses over the nuance. But at the same time, it's 
I think focus on your nose is how you can lose a little action. But it's so minuscule. I think it's so minuscule compared to the way things, the way the world works now with yeah. the bomb, how bombastic Trump is. Yeah. This to me feels like a barnacle. Absolutely. On all of yeah. that. I, that's why I'm not worried about it. But I, I will just give voice to my concern is that Trump I just supporters. I don't want I don't hypocrite. Want, um, I don't want to hear <laughs> this kind of rhetoric from a Democrat just because I think we are pickier. I don't know. And if we're you're, trying to appeal to if independence you don't believe, to win. If you if you you cannot believe religiously in gay marriage, fine. But as a Democrat, I can I can honestly and I think fairly say the Democratic Party's response is if you want to take away someone's right from being married, well then don't vote for them. You're not a Democrat then, because the party's platform is that Gay marriage is is a right that we have in this country, that same-sex marriage is a right that we have in this country. You can religiously be against it, just like religiously you can be against abortion but still be a Democrat and support life and support choice. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, fundamentally what she's saying. And I think you give credence to voters to being smart enough to hear that and to understand that it's kind of funny. No, Alan, I want everyone (laughs) who will vote against Donald Trump to vote against Donald Trump, whether it's Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden. I don't give a fuck what they think about gay marriage. I care about winning. Well, yes, thank queen. you, Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden up in here, ladies and gentlemen. Grandpa Joe has arrived. <laughs> Flash those teeth. Not even joking. All right, well, our guest today, a good friend, comedian, gubernatorial candidate, Travis Irvine. Travis, thank you I like you so how much. you emphasize goober. <laughs> That's right. Goober. Governor. Candidate. Was that in your stump speech? I'm the goober. Oh, yeah. We use that quite often. <laughs> that yeah, he puts the disgusting. goober in gubernatorial. He's uh, fun. Goobers are disgusting. What is oh, a goober? Okay. It, that's like, you're talking about the candy. Peanuts? I yeah. thought it was a throat I was talking thing. About the you're like, <laughs> you know, that's like a goober. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. oh, I thought that was a goober. Yeah. That's, that's no. new to me. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I think that's new to me, too. Is that a loogie? Oh, that's a loogie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very yeah. lugatorial yeah. as well. <laughs> so this is this is what I love uh, about Travis. I've known you for probably ten years or probably, so. Yeah, New York. We met in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you'll object to any of this, but I'm still going to try to describe you as best I can. Uh, you are seemingly a total stoner. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you seem like a total stoner, and. You like, you know, when we lived in New York, you would kind of sometimes couch surf and you would just kind of show up and you would do shows and obviously you were great. And then right, I it's remember- like you would disappear into you disappear to the sewers. Right, right. And then like a Ninja yeah. learning one day someone was like, Travis ran for mayor of in, New York? Uh, no, in Ohio. Oh, in of Ohio. his home, of his hometown in Ohio. And I knew that you were political. You're uh, Travis is a libertarian. And then out of the blue, again, I've known you for years. We would shoot the shit and get drunk all the time. One day you show up at this bar we would all go to on Thursday nights called Cabin, and you were in a cap and gown. And you hadn't <laughs> told anyone that you had gotten your master's in journalism from Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> and you graduated that night and you just showed up that day. In my gown. And literally all <laughs> of our friends were like, Why is Travis in a gown? I have to I do have to ask, why didn't why did you not change? Yeah, why didn't you <laughs> uh, it's like the tradition well it's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Some students do it, like New York University students you do it. You keep it on all day? Yeah, you yeah. keep it on all day, all night. You party yeah. in it all night. Sure. And then, and I went to NYU and then you never and I wear it, it off immediately. Yeah. So yeah. Hot. He, just, he just got his did you, master's. Did you accent it at all with like maybe got my bachelor's? Or like something. I, uh, I had my tassel. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. And then, and then, even better. Cut to uh, 2018. I hadn't seen you in a couple of years. 
uh, I'm watching the midterm election results come in, and I happen to notice in Ohio uh, for the governor race <laughs> that there was a Democrat and a Republican running and that under Libertarian was the name Irvine. And I was like, no fucking way is Travis Irvine running for governor in Ohio. You got 80,000 votes. 80,000. Yeah. You got 1.8%. That's exactly it. Yeah, uh, we can round it up to two. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Round up to yeah. two. <laughs> but I was so proud uh, to see that because it was like you were—you're this guy. I mean, you're wearing a Bernie shirt today. But what was that like running for governor of Ohio? Wait, not even what was like. Why? 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 Yeah. Um, well, it does all kind of start in the beginning, um, like like Brent was saying, uh, like the first run um, that I did. I mean, obviously, I, I kind of got political during the college years. Uh, Bush yeah. Cheney yeah. were in charge of the country when I was yeah. in college. So, right. you know, we thought that was bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. And um, so, yeah, I got political then. And I always considered myself a Democrat and, uh, and a liberal and, you know, a definitely a progressive. And then, um, you know, as the Democrats slowly took over and I graduated college, uh, they didn't really stop like the wars. I was very much like anti-war, mm -hmm. uh, anti uh, all the the civil liberty uh, violations that the Bush chain, you know, spying on everybody, mm -hmm. TSA, and um, and within this time, I discovered this guy, uh, Ron Paul. Uh, Never yeah. heard of him. Yeah, I Not know. Familiar. That's the thing. I, I think most of our political discussions were <laughs> me being a little too Ron Pauly at sure, the time, yeah. and I want to apologize for that. <laughs> sure. Um, but he was the guy who turned me on to this, you know, this idea that you know I'm like an anti-war Republican. Who who the hell is this guy? Right. And then all my friends are like, oh, that's Ron Paul. He's a libertarian. Right. And I'm like, well, what the hell's that? Right. And I looked into it, and I was like, all right, I like enough of this to make it work. But he caucused with Republicans, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean, he yeah. also voted. I mean, him and Bernie both. Voted against the Iraq War. They yeah. both voted against um, the the Patriot Act. You know, it's just yeah. those mm -hmm. those weird areas where progressives and yep. libertarians intersect. So um, that's kind of what got me all political. And then locally, I decided to run for mayor mm -hmm. um, of you, what city? Uh, Bexley, Ohio. Okay. It's a uh, it's the Jewish suburb of Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I'm yeah. very nice. excited about that. <laughs> okay, um, should have been more Jewish. What percent did you get? Uh, that one I got five percent. Wow, but that Congrats. was two hundred and one votes. Okay, oh. so <laughs> that's the thing. As my results have gone on, my percentages have gone down, but my <laughs> numbers have gone up. You're getting more. Yeah. You also ran as a libertarian. No, that was race. a nonpartisan. Okay, and, and uh, I actually ran against seven other people because oh. local elections are nonpartisan. And yeah. how many did you crush of those? Seven? Oh, dude, I crushed. Uh, well, the openly gay candidate, <laughs> okay. and oh. then the, the senior from high school. So That's I awkward, think my town's right? kind of <laughs> fucked up. Because um, I had white guy dreadlocks at the time too. Oh, I just wow. don't know no. how I even got that many votes. That so rather great. Yeah, um, but I knew 200 people, so I think that's what did it. And actually, I mean, the reason I ran was to stop this uh, this development, this zoning deal that was happening between the local university and city hall. How Leslie nope of you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. She's stealing my shit. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and basically, yeah, it was going to threaten to tear down homes in my neighborhood. It yeah. did tear down the homes that I grew up next to. They built up a big dorm. Yeah. And then they were like, they made it clear they're coming for everybody else's yeah. homes on the block, including the one I grew up in. And uh, we documented all this in a documentary called uh, American Mayor, ah. which you can mm. see on Amazon Prime. Oh, nice. And, um, and you know, it's shot with mini DV standard def, so I'm sure, sure. it looks terrible <laughs> on TVs today. But it's like it, Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just uh, it's just a 40-minute doc, but it kind of yeah. shows that just by running even a, a dipshit white yeah. kid with dreadlocks yeah. can make a difference in, in your hometown. So stayed political, moved to D.C., uh, met Nick Turner, Jason Science, right. moved to Canadian. New York, right. Right. and then um, and then yeah, I was in New York for about two years before 
I decided, I forget why exactly I did the Congress run in 2010. Oh, wow. Oh, that's but that's right. where I jumped ship from kind of being more of like a, you know, I liked Obama, but I also liked Ron Paul, mm-hmm. both because they're anti-war. And then I jumped ship fully to the Libertarians in 2010 mm-hmm. to run for Congress Right. Uh, back home in Ohio. Uh, got 9,000 votes in that race, oh. 4%. So Whoa. we went down a little bit, All right. but nice. we went up a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, <laughs> right. I don't know how this math weighs out. But um, and so it was that race in 2010 that I made a bunch of funny commercials and it put me on the map of like libertarians nationwide. Right. They actually gave me an award in 2012 at uh, the uh, the convention where Gary Johnson was nominated. Oh, it was sure. like a candidate award. It was yeah. a big eagle. Yeah. And I remember I put in my checked baggage and then when I pulled it out, the wing was broken with oh. a note that says this baggage has been uh, examined by the TSA. Oh, oh my God. Fucking. Yeah. That's Wait, fitting. What, what yeah, you, right, what's your fitting. thing with the TSA? Oh man, they're so touchy. That they're spying yeah. on us? No, um, the NSA is spying on us. Oh, the okay. TSA is the transportation right. security At the airport. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they're too touchy. Well, it's just it's also a violation uh, mm. of of your Fourth Amendment rights. You're yeah. you're mm. just flying. There, if you if there's reason to suspect you, they need a warrant to search you. Yeah, and right. then now it's just normal. It's also just a violation of TSA. Often, not often. I don't want to say often, but. There's been instances of TSA targeting certain marginalized of course, communities, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, all the time. Trans yeah, it's, people it's of color, profiling in practice, yeah, basically. Right, right. Yeah. But what, like, what's the alternative? Um, oh, to the TSA? Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever we had before. I mean, was working just fine until 9/11 happened. Right. So there you go. <laughs> so That's why right. did you run yeah. for governor in 2018? So yeah. So all of this kind of was a long uh, way of saying, like, from the 2010 run, mm-hmm. um, I, I made this commercial called "Give the Two Party System the Third Finger," which I like, got on PBS and CNN. Yeah. And that's how I got that that TSA a destroyed right. award. Right. And because of my <laughs> notoriety amongst you know what one percent of the population yeah. of uh, the country, uh, I was actually asked to run for governor in 2018 mm-hmm. um, because by the Libertarian Party by the Libertarian Party of Ohio hmm. um, because between that time between 2010 and 2018 what happened was the uh, Ohio Republicans were so threatened by the Libertarian Party of Ohio's uh, presence I mean we had a lot of candidates on, on the ballot in 2010 um, and then Gary Johnson well I mean you think Gary Johnson got the, the usual 1% in 2012 yeah. but by 2014 we had a candidate he used to be a state rep and he was going to run against John Kasich mm-hmm. John Kasich running for re-election and the Republicans were so threatened by him that they found a technicality to remove him from the ballot. And then in the state Senate, uh, emergency bill railroaded new legislation that uh, yeah. changed the, the ballot access rules for third political parties. Yeah. Where it said your governor candidate or gubernatorial candidate right. had to get 3% of the popular vote for the party to remain a party for the next four years. Wow. Oh, so wow. they did this simultaneously where they changed the rules and then eliminate our candidate pretty hard to get 3% when you just right. don't have a candidate anymore. Isn't it shitty that a state government can set yeah. rules Oof. for oh, electoral politics in I that could, way? I could bitch to you about Ohio yeah. state government all day. Sure. It's, it's gotten worse and worse. And and you know what, essentially what we saw in the results in 2018 is that Ohio is becoming less and less a swing state. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We used to way more right. determine the, the president every four to eight years. Yeah, famously in 2004 uh, Yeah, you John need Kerry. Ohio to win usually. Yeah. And it's just like now that we've kind of gone this Trump route, you know, they said the electoral map in 2018 looked exactly like 2016 in and, Ohio in Ohio Not elsewhere right right but in Ohio just like yeah it's is the solid Democrat area up by Cleveland yeah the the Democrats have have lost it and this yeah. you know this Trump mentality is do you think that could be li- because I'm sorry what is the libertarian relationship to Trump across is there a feeling across the board of 
dislike of him or is there is it oh, yeah. split it's pretty much dislike. Uh, um i would say it is weird because i'm still like friends with a lot of ron paulers from mm-hmm. like 2008 2012 a lot of them i think were more republican anyway right. yeah and they are still still very pro-trump despite everything he's huh. done wow. but libertarians for the most part um, don't like him. Well, at all. Trump was. I mean, he wasn't going to run on the Libertarian Party, but what he, he was going to run. How to pronounce it. Re- he well, was going to do Reform, reform Party in two thousand. Jesse, what's his, the Jesse Ventura? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. My he old was going to run, and that and Reform and Libertarian Reform is off is often considered an offsh- offshoot of Libertarian in that it was sort of a an alternative party mm-hmm. that wasn't happy with some of the leanings of the Libertarian Party, and Trump was going to be a the standard bearer for the Reform Party. So it makes sense. I, yeah. And, I also, and, oh, sorry. Ross Pro kind of started that yeah. trend because yeah. he ran in 92 as an independent, yeah. was allowed in the debates, which we can talk about what a difference that makes right. for third third party candidates. But, um, you know, Ross Pro got 19% of the popular vote in yeah. 92. 92. Definitely right. swung the election. I think he even got 8% of the popular vote in 96 still. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and then, so then that led to, yeah, the Reform Party being yeah. very popular. Who, they ended Ralph, up picking Pat Buchanan, I yes. think, in 2000. In 2000 which I was, was Ralph big Bader mistake. a libertarian? No, he's, he no, was Green. He was Green Party. Green Party. Green Party. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I think Ohio is also an interesting example because uh, in 2018, even though, Ohio, the state in general, is I think shifting really rightward. It's a great example of of how running an economic progressive doesn't always win in the Midwest. And that was, I mean, Richard Cordry was the Democrat who was like this sort of Elizabeth Warren light style candidate, yeah. and everyone thought he was going to win. And he was leading in all the polls Ugh, don't for get the me started. six weeks <laughs> leading up to the election. And yeah, then yeah. you said very chillingly when we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, you were like that Trump contingency just came out of nowhere again. Yeah. And you said on the ground, you were like, Dem's going to win. You thought you had 3%, right. which was the goal. Yep. And that Mike DeWine, who ultimately won, who was sort of a, a big name in Ohio, was going to lose. And then DeWine ended up winning by four or five points. Yeah, he won by 200,000 votes. I got 80 thousand votes the green party candidate she got forty thousand votes so right. even our yeah. third party totals combined right. mike dewine still leapt over that what do you and, think it was well, yeah and uh, i mean i think we're just the the times have changed we're in the age of trump we are living but in i mean it. more so you were saying how like before the election it seemed very clear that a democrat the democrat was likely going to win right and that the trump supporters was there really was i hate to bring up a nixon thing but there was a silent majority happening right within Ohio voters and that it swung the election considerably for DeWine. Right. Like what why were they so quiet? I mean And they, why didn't you see them? They don't get polled is what I've been finding, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember in twenty sixteen when when I mean yeah. Trump wasn't right. leading right. nationally Any, anywhere. We right. all went right. in election night thinking Hillary Clinton was gonna right. win. I remember right. being in Albuquerque with Gary Johnson's campaign. <laughs> the figures were huge. It was and like we're 30, just like, 40%. Yeah, it was just one of those things where it's like, Oh good, Gary got three. That's fun. And then yeah. it's like, Is Trump gonna win? Yeah. yeah. And it was just it came out of nowhere. And I, I Kellyanne Conway, I remember she said it's like, Well, you haven't seen our polls. Right. And I don't know what it is, but it's like, you know, um, I mean, why are they being polled? Polling methods just haven't been updated, I don't think. It's but like people be, still call landlines. Yeah. Um, to be fair, this is still, I mean, a lot of the polls were way more accurate in other Midwest states, and Democrats made great progress mm-hmm. in Midwest states. Yeah. Ohio was one of the few exceptions where it was just like 2016 again. Yeah. Straight red. Um, Republicans won all five of the uh, the big seats. Sherrod Brown did win right, re-election right. to Senate, and Democrat. then we did have two Democrats elected to Supreme Court, but in that right. race, there's no D or R next right. to the name. Yeah. Right. Have so, you encountered haters? 
Oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh lord, What's the Gary like? Johnson, Jill Stein haters. Oh well, yeah, that I, I thought you meant my own personal. And you, yeah, sure. yeah, because 2018 was it's uh, it's I, I mean I'll, I'll never run for office again. You Why? won't? Yeah, I'm I've I've run three times. I've lost all three times. <laughs> I think the yeah. verdict is clear. But um, I do want other people to run. I want to encourage right. other people, yeah. other comedians especially, to run. Um, right. But. I'm going to run for Friends. Senate. I'm running for Sullivan already. for Senate. It That's writes right. itself. That's right. It's going to be great. Um, I, I ran Ben Kissel's campaign, mm. a fellow podcaster, Ben oh, Kissel. Right. That's right. We ran with the Reform Party yeah. in Brooklyn for Brooklyn Borough President, right. which most people that. don't yeah. even know is a thing. But tell us about your haters and like yeah. what it's like can like campaigning and going to events that probably don't have a ton of people because you're a libertarian yeah you, you are correct about that yeah <laughs> yeah th- that was a little heartbreaking sometimes you go i mean ohio is very big that was the other thing right. you know you run for local office you're walking around your neighborhood you right. even running for congress in a district it's like three counties yeah okay doable yeah, yeah. ohio is like three hours up to ashtabula one day talk to 10 people yeah and then down to portsmouth <laughs> on the river right. which is talk to 20 people <laughs> Um, Did you have economic support from the Libertarian Party? We had as much as we could. Yeah. Uh, I think we had only about $30,000 for our whole campaign. Oh, wow. And then, again, because of the restrictive ballot access laws, we weren't even an official candidate until August. You know, Rich Cordray and Mike DeWine get to run in a primary May 2018, their candidates. Yeah. Which means up their name value, exactly. Have more exposure, Libertarian party, yeah. not a party, so we had no primary, right. and I wasn't officially on the ballot till uh, August. Um, Did you get to debate DeWine? Oh, so this is actually pretty fun. So um, so once I'm an official candidate, right, then they start including me in the polls and everything. And um, I remember when I ran for Congress in 2010, the the threshold for the debates was 5%, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was polling at 4, so they didn't let me in. Yeah. And then uh, a poll came out running for governor, September 2018, and I'm at 6%, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, baby. We're going to be yeah. in there. It's going yeah. to be great. Independent, millennial, libertarian guy. Yeah, I had right. glasses. I was, I was <laughs> shaving. I was combing my hair. It was great. And then li- literally the next day, the Ohio Debate Commission announced that the threshold was going to be 10% to get oh, into yeah. the debates. Ooh, so they unreal. did not let me into the televised debates, but I did sneak into a um, an editorial board meeting that right. they videotaped. And it was with Cleveland.com, so very right. prominent yeah, uh, right. news outlet. And uh, they had three of us. The Green Party lady couldn't make it. She was literally campaigning with Jill Stein's dog uh, in Toledo that day. So (sighs) threw away the one opportunity to be in the room. (laughs) Yeah. Jill Stein's dog is pretty cute. (laughs) And uh, so I was in there, and uh, I was on the side. They were sitting next to each other. They kept, like, arguing the whole time. I kept uh, offering to uh, sit in between them, trying to interject some uh, some levity, as Cleveland.com's, that's what they said, Irvine. Yeah, they're like, Irvine interjected many moments of levity, much-needed moments of levity. (laughs) That's a great idea. I ended the whole thing by making them shake hands. Because they've been such assholes to each other for the the whole yeah. thing, yeah. and then they like reluctantly do it, and then I turn to the editorial board. And I'm like, no, if I could do that, just imagine what I could do in the state legislature. <laughs> and they're like, woo! Yeah. So basically, you you understand that the idea of a comedian and levity and understanding and humor and independence. Yeah. Right. Your idea is that you know combining that with legislation and and you know political stature is enough to reach people, or more or more so about like changing power. Uh, power dynamics i think it's both i think it's the message but then you know you can see like with candidates like bernie when you bring ideas into the forum you know whether it's in a debate or through your policies or Mm -hmm. right just campaigning you know boots on the ground um you you can impact the debate and you can impact policy i remember 
I mean, I was really big on criminal justice reform. We had a huge opioid crisis. We still do, actually, yeah, in Ohio. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my solutions were uh, legalized pot, obviously. Sure. Wait, what? And then, um, <laughs> that's your campaign, dude. Slogan. Where's my car? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. we. I forgot to tell him how much I love weed. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but then criminal justice reform, right? Because we have like 50 some thousand people in jail in Ohio, and most of those, oh, shocking drug crimes, yeah. So, um, and are not white. Uh, that would also be yes. true. Yeah. So, in the 90%. And you can see now there was so much pressure in the state legislature. We also had an issue on the ballot called Issue 1 that was supposed to be criminal justice reform. So it's just you, you interject enough ideas, um, and, and eventually they're forced you, to, to deal with it. Did you have to, as a relatively progressive libertarian, did you still have to um, embrace some party platforms of the libertarian movement that you weren't on on board with, and I'm thinking I remember you had a very lax stance on well, guns, right? Yeah. Just because we should probably clarify, Libertarian Party famously more sort of conservative economically, sometimes yeah. socially liberal. Right. Just right. to clarify for yeah, yeah that, that was my campaign slogan in 2010 was uh, socially liberal, fiscally conservative, all American. It was too long. <laughs> That's good. I'm told. Yeah, um, but that was because I remember 2010. People had no idea what libertarians were. Right. I but know. wait, let's get let's yeah, get let's to the guns. Okay, but yeah. yeah. So the point is, is that I I couldn't go in on socially liberal stuff because abortion. Oh man, I went to a lot of Tea Party things, mm. and I would get that every time. And then immigration too. Yeah. It was mind boggling. I'm up there talking about taxes and how the Republicans. I mean, the Republicans are notorious for wasting money in Ohio too. Yeah. All this stuff. And I'm like, any questions? And it would always be, what do you think about the caravan of immigrants? Yeah. I'm like, it's far away. Next question. <laughs> and then, um, and then, what's your stance on abortion? Are you pro life? It yeah. is in this, and these people every time. Oh man, I mean, ugh, it's frustrating. It's like what they are say? single. Well, I'd have to kind of tiptoe around it because I still wanted their vote. Right. Yeah. And it would be just a well, it's a debate within the Libertarian Party. We have both pro-life and pro-choice. Um, but you know, I'm running for governor of Ohio, and abortion is a federal government issue. It's already been decided by the court. So I right. just want to focus on reducing uh, the need for abortions yeah. in Ohio. I would try yeah. to go that route. Which really, that's actually something that it's been on my mind as you've been talking, like. The idea of sort of accommodating your stance or your support for something with because you need someone else's support. And it brings me back to the libertarian idea of fiscally conservative, socially liberal. And yet you're I mean, you clearly support Bernie like you're a big Bernie person. And I think the vast majority of people would say Bernie is the tax candidate, is the candidate right. that is about we need to we need to tax the wealthy and we need yeah. to tax. And that is so not a libertarian idea. Right. And so like. How do you explain that sort of that the juxtaposition there, the difference between the libertarian position that you ran on and support for Bernie? Yeah, uh, I did catch flack for that because mm -hmm. I even wrote an article for HuffPost in 2016 called uh, Why Libertarians Should Support Sanders and then in parentheses for now. Um, just oh. because I knew he probably wouldn't be the candidate. Yeah. But I was like, you know, for me, it was like the libertarians weren't a party in Ohio. We had no primary. So mm -hmm. I registered Democrat to vote for Bernie in the primary mm -hmm. in 2016. And for me, I just, I like to focus on, you know, again, those areas where we do agree, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like war is a $5 trillion issue. The military budget's a $800 billion issue mm -hmm. um, per year. Um, just uh, all the issues that we agree on, even like the drug war, legalizing pot, yeah. um, auditing the Federal Reserve. Bernie mm -hmm. Sanders supported uh, Ron Paul's audit, the Fed legislation, which showed that you know the Federal Reserve was just giving away trillions to banks around the world. Mm -hmm. um, 
I just try to focus on those areas where we, we do agree, because I think everything else is just kind of domestic policy and ideology mm-hmm. within the progressive and libertarian mindsets. And I'm fine to have those debates, mm-hmm. but let's scale back our, you know. Are you all in for Bernie 2020? Uh, I wouldn't say that yet. I want to yeah. see how the process plays out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many Democratic candidates, and, yeah. but, you know, I don't know who the libertarians are going to run. We chased away Gary Johnson's VP from 2016, yeah. Bill Weld. Yeah. He was like, the libertarians are so crazy, I'm just going to try to primary Trump. Yeah. And now yeah. He, he may have a better chance doing that with all the, the impeachment that always stuff. Me, the one thing about Bernie that I remember from 2016 that really sort of threw me was – Bernie supporters would often talk about his vote for DOMA, the Defense of Marriage Act, in 95, I think it was, Um, and how that that was a sign of, like, he supported gay marriage since 95, which, like, if you read his statement in 95, it wasn't in support of gay marriage. It was not in support of taking marriage out of states' rights. Right. It's a states' rights issue. But they would try to, like, rewrite history in some way to make it this, like, gay rights. Right. He was, like, a a, a social justice warrior. And my thing is, like, if you're, like, a white person over the age of 60 in this country, Country, you have a complicated history yeah. with gay rights mm-hmm. and right. <laughs> so like let's be real about it yeah. and like they, it, it felt like they were rewriting history in a way right oh, well for uh, sure I, that's why i always like the libertarian stance on gay marriage because it's been solid since 1971 when they were created the libertarian party a lot of people don't know, know this um the libertarians ran an openly gay man for president in 1972 oh yeah john oh, really? hospers yeah. uh, first i mean and he got an electoral vote i mean oh. <laughs> so, you know, that's just history but you know it's, yeah. it's a little part what and, state was that vote in uh it was a, a rogue elector out oh, of virginia right, who right. always get. that rogue elector i love them <laughs> these rogues yeah. i'm telling you we need more rogues i wish they were all rogues and they just Has vote there for always whoever been a, a que- uh, do you find a queer contingent of oh yeah libertarians oh yeah, yeah. big time i mean it, you know the idea behind the libertarians is you know don't hurt anybody and don't take their stuff live yeah. and let live yeah. the government shouldn't be telling you who you should love and you know again back to 2010 i remember going around being like government shouldn't be involved in marriage at all mm-hmm. and even democrats were, were still hooked on this idea of civil unions remember those yeah i yeah. mean um so you, you know take this partner to it's like oh, yeah, yeah right i'm just like <sighs> just you know right. stay out of it right wait and so it, what a, oh i'm sorry well, I was just going to say one of the cool things also um, about just being from Ohio in, in this political time is the case that actually went to the Supreme Court that got uh, gay marriage legalized nationwide uh-huh. was out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Jim Obergefell, who he wasn't allowed to be married or yeah. buried, excuse me, buried next to his partner. Um, so it was Husband, like. Husband. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just screwing up all my terms. Sorry. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, so he sued the state of Ohio uh, mm. because, like many states, in 2004, we had that dog whistle yeah. ballot issue, which yeah. was on so many states to get the Adding, evangelicals out to right, vote for Bush. Right. Marriage is between a man and a woman in the yeah. state constitution. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, we that was that law was on the books in Ohio, 2004, all the way until um, oh. many the, states had that. It was like 20 some oh, states. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a Karl Rove yeah. move. It was uh, yeah. we need the evangelicals which to get so out. Which is so funny that like Dick Cheney has this gay and he's supporting gay marriage, all these yeah, things, sure. but yet the whole move. The party, Ken is, Melman. Yeah, it doesn't make. Nobody. Yeah, he was the chairman of the. Oh, party. Wait, sorry, I just wanted to ask. We didn't get to the guns <laughs> thing, right? We didn't. I guess we still. Didn't we know. skillfully yeah. avoided it. That's I called am, politics, I'm curious. baby. I'm curious though. What do you think? Okay, where do you so go with, where do you stand on? We went stand? all in on guns because Mike Dewine has a poor gun record. Uh, as a senator, he voted for the Brady Bill, and and you know the the real gun lovers out in uh, Ohio, the Buckeye Gun Association, yeah. Ohio Gun Rights Groups, um, they were very uh, hesitant to support Dewine, so we went really all in after their support. Huh. In fact, there were a lot of Irvine for Governor signs outside of uh, gun stores and things. Really? Like that. Oh, oh wow. I even had a pro-gun ad where I <sighs> attempted to shoot a gun 
Um, <laughs> here's the thing: I support people's rights to you know sure, to own Karen, guns right. lawfully, legally, etc. L- own all guns? Uh, uh, yes, all guns. All guns. Like even like assault style even rifles? Even assault style weapons. Like multiple magazine? Multiple mag. Keep naming things. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. wow. um, the Constitution guarantees their right to bear those, right? Do they? Does it though? Because uh, I don't think it necessarily does. Yes. Uh, but then it's also the militia thing. So who knows? There's a lot of vague yeah. area here. Um, oh, a gun, not a magazine right. style gun. But that's the but thing. Yeah. I, I had yeah. a very big gun. I don't shoot guns. Had you shot a gun before? I've shot little guns. Okay. And um, we want to make this ad where I took the, the gun groups that endorsed the wine i want to take their endorsement pin it on a thing and blow it up yeah and uh i i, I don't i'm never <laughs> it's a big gun yeah so this thing just rocked me yeah they, back they in, throw in, you back <laughs> yeah and like i remember all the comments from like these pro gun people in the in the facebook comments are just like, like you got a chicken wing <laughs> oh you little God. puss need <laughs> more time on the range puss yeah. and then you know our response was just like do you imagine what that would do to tiny mike dewine i mean he's, oh my, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. Oh my right. God. he's a little guy one more question okay in terms of haters yes <laughs> we didn't even get to all the haters well, my, my question is did let's you... just do a two episode <laughs> yeah, we did you... so interesting did you encounter more haters in real life or was it more vitriolic online online yeah, for yeah. sure. It's always online. I, I wore an American flag onesie in a Labor Day parade <laughs> in 90 degree heat. That was a huge hit yeah. to everyone on the parade route. I believe route. that. And believe then that. the pictures surfaced. And then there was this whole thing of just Irvine is disrespecting the American flag. Wow. Right. And it was oh. the flag code and lost my vote and, and all this stuff. Huh. Wow. And that was the most bizarre one because wow. it was like in person, people loved it. I had veterans being like, "That's awesome," yeah. And then, um, and then online, it's like, "What an asshole!" So. I'm going to look that up. I will say this. I guess I will say this. I do find it interesting, even even though we have the quote right to bear arms enshrined in this in the Second Amendment. Every every right that we experience that we appreciate in this country is subject to some limitations yeah Yeah. and that's in the second amendment too a well-regulated militia exactly so So, i i've never understood why you know our uh, perhaps our most permissive right is speech and but i've never understood why the the right will take an issue like guns and say under no circumstances right. can anyone say I can't shoot any gun regardless of the negative negative ramifications on society, whereas we have any number of limitations on slander yeah. or – On taxing the middle class. Uh, tax, taxes yeah. as well. I've, uh, that's what I don't understand is that there's this, there's this belief that I, – I would fundamentally, of course, agree that – you know, everyone has a right to own a shotgun or a handgun or whatever. The state but, also has a right to ban magazine style weapons. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see why that interferes with someone's right to quote bear arms. Uh, so, what would a libertarian say to that? Um, they would probably argue with you a lot. Sure. Um, but <laughs> you libertarians not have wait. a point. Fight, fight, <laughs> yeah. fight. Um, I mean, I, you know, it, that's not my uh, kind of my hill to, to right. die on. Yeah. Right, um, right. But you know, I my stance is just that I I support everyone's right to own whatever kind of gun they want. Right. I don't support their right to just shoot people yeah, willy right. nilly. Like yeah. the stand your ground stuff. The you know libertarians are also cheering for the fact that that cop in Dallas who shot the man right. in his own apartment. Right. Like 
But they, they also that is support a misuse stand your ground. Of a firearm. Like libertarians a, also support stand your ground laws. Right. No, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so. No? No. Um I mean it's probably fifty fifty. Maybe I don't know honestly. That, yeah. That's one of those debates that goes late into the night in libertarian yeah. parties, and yeah. you're just like, "Well, I'm gonna go get high." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Travis, thank you so much for being on yeah, the podcast. Thank you. That was so great. Where can people follow you? Wait, what? Um, <laughs> come find me at Travis Irvine USA. All social media handles. I've got the same Twitter uh, handle uh, theme as Sarah Palin and Jim Webb. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so what could go wrong? And another thing. So I got stood up recently. Oh, my baby. Was... My baby needs a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to reject that hug. Um, no, I, it was, I don't, I honestly don't know if I've ever been 100% Wait, stood up. set before. it up. What happened? Okay, so I matched with this guy on Hinge, which is the good dating app. Because you're unhinged. Well, Elliot. Oh, boy. oh that's right. Okay. Is on him. Sorry, you're becoming unhinged. I'm. Oh God, I wish. Uh, I've never had the kind of success this guy has. <laughs> Clearly, you just got stood up. I mean, literally. <laughs> literally, Elliot knows. Elliot knows the phrase. What are you looking for in twelve different languages? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's unhinged. Um, so I, I met I matched with this guy on Hinge. Yeah, and so I, so this is a very this is a common trope in all of my dating stories. He was a little out of my league, so I was like, "What does that mean?" Uh, super, super fit and quite handsome. So your league. Yeah, Brent, you are super fit and oh, handsome. Oh, excuse me, Diarrheaville right here. You are here. super fit well, and th- handsome. No, well, thank you. but And I appreciate that. But there's still a, a certain reality, which is like some people are You just think are he is your looking. ideal of very good looking and thus sure. out of your league. Sure. Where we probably see him thing. as equals. Yes. Well, that's very kind but of you. Yes, and I'll continue. Take it. We'll, thank you. We'll, we'll support your narrative. I appreciate that. Uh, fuck, my headphones are all fucked up. Um, so, so we matched. We chatted, you know. Infrequently, on and off for about ten days or so. Oh, good. We swapped numbers. The getting to know you period. Yeah, the getting to know you. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, Alan did a little salsa dance there for a second. I'm the mother so, of this podcast. Let's yeah. just be real. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. It wasn't particularly compelling conversations. Get out but, of here. Uh, hey, but you know, hey. we're all used. You to didn't that. ask him about the Lawrence versus Kansas decision, yeah, right. Supreme Court, 2003. Uh, What's he up? Was, he's a fitness trainer, so I was like, all right, so we might not have a ton in common. Um, but I was, you know, as I always am, I'm on board to see how things go. I think you'd be great with once. the fitness trainer. You work out so much. I try to. I so try you know, to. like, all about spotting and shit. Sure. That's right. I mean, he does, like, Zumba classes or whatever, but... Uh, ah, that's pretty gay. So we're chatting, and <laughs> the day of, um, I check in, and he's he's also he's calling me things like handsome and yeah. stuff. So I'm like, all right, he's engaged to some degree. Cute. Uh, the day of we check in, I'm like, uh, we're going to meet at this so-and-so bar in West Hollywood at 8 o'clock. He's like, great, sounds good. Um, see you there. Wait, and, what bar? I missed that part. Sorry. Oh, I, f- I forget. I forget okay. the name of the bar. Actually, Elliot suggested it. And Anus House. Wait, but no, wait, where did you say it was? West Hollywood. West Hollywood, okay. Yeah. And I took the I took the bus as I always do, because I like uh, the bus is easy and I like drinking on the bus. Text me for a ride. <laughs> will you drive me every time I want to get drunk? Because I will do that. I mean, if you ask and you maybe buy me a Dr Pepper. <laughs> All right, cool. 
Um, but I also, I actually very do like drinking on the bus. Yeah, there's a simple joy in life. Brent likes drinking on the bus like a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I, I get to West Hollywood, and but and we had, I checked in with him probably three hours prior. Smart. I As get to West should. Hollywood. I get to the to the bar, and I'm maybe five minutes early, and I look at my phone. And he says, uh, "Running a little, running late," and I was like, "That's weird," because he didn't say. A little late. Yeah, I'm, I'm already na- – I know the answer. I know where the story's going, and I'm already right. gnashing my teeth. Right. So I was like – I wrote back, tell me how late is late, and he said an hour. Okay. That sucks, but I can handle it. Well, you I, could? I, I, uh, no, you I, couldn't I, I did, it. No, I didn't. I thought that was – An hour? Uh, this was – he also I could handle tells that. me this. I respect if he that tells some me, people. If he tells me forty-five minutes into waiting that he's going to be an hour late, that's a problem. For sure, I can. Res- I have waited once before. I waited for a guy who was forty-five minutes late, but it was a bar down the street. Yeah. Also, Brent and had just asked. I'm said I'm a little early. I, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I had gotten a text from him about ten minutes before we're supposed to meet, saying running Got late. It. Okay. Yeah. Then I find that's when I find out that um, he's running an hour late, and I so I wrote back. You're just telling me that you're running yeah, an hour shitty. late now. That is shitty. And so I decide, I decide to leave, and I was like, I'll just go to my normal bar and get drunk. And I was like, I wonder if he's gonna follow through. I wonder wait, if he's gonna show so up in you, an hour. Wait, oh, this went in a different direction. So I, I was expecting like you to wait an hour and then, or like go do something and come back an hour later. Whenever he said he was gonna be there, and then he's just not there. So I didn't want you didn't be... check to see if he was he came an hour later. Well. I, I, I kept the line open. I hadn't blocked him yet. But I was like, I'm not going to wait around at this rather pricey Elliot suggested bar because I was like- You are bougie, Elliot. Yeah, right. You He's very bougie. bougie. I don't, I'm not going to uh, apologize for wine, it. It was a wine bar. But I was like, well, I'm going to stick around the neighborhood. And if yeah. he shows up at, at 9 o'clock and is like, hey, where are you? I'll be like, all right. I'm 10 minutes away. I'll be there in a few. So you had just now gone I'm radio late. silent after he said so an hour late. I go radio silent- and Did he respond to you when you said, "Are you just telling me this now?" He ne- uh, he wrote back an hour later to that, saying something like, "Work has been crazy." Yeah, work Never has been crazy. Apology. So you so you you're a fitness instructor on scheduled classes, <laughs> and now you're an hour late because I wanted to. Well, I get okay. Uh, well, I, I get your outrage because uh, I do feel like it is a little trigger for you. It's such a disrespect of Brent's time. From a rational, from like a, a, I don't want to say rational standpoint, but from a calmer standpoint Mm -hmm. i am actually surprised that you went in that direction uh because like now i'm thinking even though he did stand you up for the hour the time that you had initially met and yeah he should have texted you earlier and said he was running late whatever but like first dates i don't know someone sure you've been talking for the 10 days but nothing great you don't you don't you know there's not a lot happening there so like you kind of have to in my opinion Give that benefit of the doubt. I don't know what this person is like. I don't know. Michael was late to our first date. He was late. He was late like an hour to our first date, actually, at the at the hotel that I was staying my at in San Francisco. My was late to her first date and with my so, brother. So you give the benefit of the doubt because maybe, maybe someone might just follow through. And maybe benefit of the doubt, maybe they wasn't saying at work. Maybe shit did happen. Well, that's why I felt strongly about leaving the line open and staying around the neighborhood I guess to me it was an it to me was a representation of such a profound lack of respect mm. because there wasn't a phone call there wasn't extensive apologies yeah. there wasn't explanations not shitty and there wasn't hey I'm here like so if I'm if I'm running late which sorry to brag 
I never am. But if I'm running late, it's like, hey, so sorry. I'll be there very soon. Yeah. Here's an explanation. I'll make it up to you. First drink's on me. Yeah, of um, course. You, I mean, that's the respectful just thing to do. Into the fucking but, ether. But wait, 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 wait. Because I don't think necessarily he even disappeared into the ether. So another take on this. He texts you saying, I'm going to be an hour late, and you text him. Wait, you didn't text him back after that. You went radio silent. No, I did text him back. I said, and you're, I said something akin to, and you're just telling me this now. And he didn't respond to that. Uh, no. For, until, for an w- hour. Until when? Uh, it was like an hour later that I got, as I recall, a text. Sorry, of course, I bel- deleted and blocked all of them. Mm-hmm. It was a text saying, you know, work's been crazy. Not that I'm here, not no, that whatever. Definitely. And not, I'm crazy. sorry. No. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yes. Communication there, shitty. And yeah, I think you could say he stood you up. But part of me also, like, if I if I had gotten a, an aggressive response from you to me being late, and let's say it is a rational reason why I'm late. There's something happened, traffic, I don't know, whatever. And, and I'm not, I, and I told you I'm being late, and then I get a response back that I deem, even though text is a horrible way to, to, to gleam how someone actually is, I gleam that it's a it's uh, an offended, aggressive response. An aggressive response. Then maybe I'm not gonna. I don't know what to do in this situation. Like, I, is this a red flag that I need to deal with? Is this something that I need to worry about? Like, you know, thinking in that sort of way because I do think people have that. People, I, I I understand where you're coming from, and I'm sorry to say that is petulant at best. Mm. And I hear you. I I. I I mean, I didn't fight. I didn't call him a faggot in like my response, but yeah, I was, you know, I'm, I'm, we're five minutes from meeting, and now yeah. he's telling me he's an hour late. That's I shitty. think I have the right to be irritated. And by the way, that, to me, that's not aggressive. It's Brent being like, "Are I, you serious? I, I, am, I am deserving of more." Well, I'm just than saying, that. people can read that as aggressive, yeah, and, and then and, I hear and maybe, and maybe his now. coming late isn't necessarily standing you up. It is legitimately I'm coming late. And then, I'm again, benefit of the doubt, I'm on your side. I will gladly yeah, subscribe yeah, him course. to People Magazine, which is $90 a year. Um, <laughs> but that said, like, benefit of the doubt, and people listening probably have both been the person saying they're running late yeah. five minutes before a date and been on the receiving end of it as well. Yeah. So, you know, giving both sides. Um, that if it is this, if there is an aggressive response to your running late to someone I don't know, then at what point do I have to say like, this might be a red flag. I don't want to deal with this fucker. I hear you, and I. Th- but it, to me, at what point do I say this person is incapable exactly. of handling emotions? Is handling you? Yeah. Is, is treating you disrespectfully? Uh, uh, or, it, or the repercussions of his his or her actions? To which you did, I think, the responsible thing. I mean, I think the responsible thing in that situation would be to just leave the situation, block him, ghost, get out of it. Yeah. He's not worth your time. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's smart that you well, did that. To be fair, there was a Zumba emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked him the next day, Fucking but my dolt. computer gets all of my texts, and I found that if you block someone on your phone, your computer still gets the text. Oh, I really? Never, so, so I blocked him, but I never heard from him again. So what? So okay. So he texted you an hour later saying, "Sorry, work's been late," and you didn't respond to that. I did not. And then did he say anything after that? Never. So he has okay, and ostensibly never showed up. Yes. So he, he's an asshole. Sure. Yeah. But he also probably is like, this person's pissed at me. I, I don't think so. I, 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 I mean, I don't know the guy, but my, my, uh, uh, my instinct says that he's so disrespectful and so shallow yeah. that it wasn't even him reading Brent as being aggressive. It was him just being like, nah, and it just kind See, of yeah. dissipating into the ether. I think at least, because like, in situations that I've been in in my life where I've been stood up, and I think, I think the vast majority of people would probably agree with this, that... Being stood up is someone not communicating to you 
that they are late or not coming at all. You are just left there alone. I, yeah, I guess I think of it as someone who doesn't show. Yeah, yeah who yeah. doesn't who doesn't show up at all. Right. Whereas, even though this person did a shitty thing, he did tell you he was going to be late, and yeah. thus giving you hope that I can wait around for an hour or whatever he said. Yeah. Whereas, like. You know, I remember the one situation, I probably said it on the podcast before, where it was like a late night hookup. I didn't want to go on it, but the guy convinced me. I show up to his place. He says, go buy some oh, beer. I, I go buy some beer. I come back and I ring, ring, ring that door and nothing's coming. To me, that stood up. It's really shit. Because that is someone who then immediately is like, nope. And That's... Or I've been on a date before where I show up at the bar and I text and I text and I text and I'm here. Where are you at? 15 minutes later. Are we coming? 30 minutes later. What's happening? And yeah. there's no response. Doesn't that yeah. make you feel crazy? Well, of course it makes me feel crazy. But what I'm saying is, in this situation, he at least told you he's going to be an hour late. <laughs> you know, know what I mean? I, 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 certainly hear, I certainly hear that. I will I, I guess, will accept. Yeah. I, I will be the one to take, take Brent's uh, uh, f- phrase of choice and say, this is somebody who I would like to throw from a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> From Wait, a big, big, throw, tall normally bridge. Normally I reserve that for but Alan, but... <laughs> you want to throw everyone from anybody the bridge, who just, Anybody who crosses my friends, I want to take yes. them from the highest yeah. bridge. And great. like I said, I will subscribe to People Magazine. Give me his name, and I will find <laughs> out his address. Alan wants to embezzle money Wait, from him. No, and by I the way, research things. I could find this person's address. And P.S., didn't you find out that he has a boyfriend? In So I had followed him openly on Instagram. We knew, we knew that. He'd followed me. Uh, and then in a story this week... Because I checked his profile one, he, yeah. he referenced a BF, which he hadn't referenced in the week leading up, mm. or in his profiles or anything, or in his profiles or yeah. anything. Uh, but somewhere in my head, I still am like, I think I misinterpreted because like he, it was like Hinge is the app you use to actually meet people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I'd followed him. I don't know. Like he he referenced it very openly on a story, and so I was just like. I'm also thinking. I don't though, know. It, it it almost didn't make sense to me. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past this guy for being a monster, but it just didn't make sense that he's actually in a relationship. Yeah, I think subscribing just... the norms that we accept a certain app to be onto others is actually a real societal problem. Oh, sure. Like we've talked about this yeah. a lot, Elliot. Where you on Grinder think that it needs to be very polite and respectful right, and right. communicate in a way that if you say hello, someone should then say to you, "I'm not interested. Sorry. Good right, luck." Right. And I disagree with that. Yeah. And so I think applying a certain set of norms to an app and how people use that app yeah. is different from it with everybody. Mm. People, straight people use Tinder all the time to hook up. Yeah, that's And true. yet yeah. to us, Tinder, I think, is largely a in the gay world. Option. A, <laughs> it's a casual, a yeah. casual app of dating. It's not necessarily yeah. a hookup yeah. app because you have Grinder for pictures and shit. Yeah. Brent, do you know where he teaches him? Uh, t- sorry, do you know where he teaches Zumba? Because <laughs> uh, we want to go. I don't. I, I, so this is the, the, the last thing I'll say. And I think our, our yes. listeners are familiar with my vindictive side. So all I could think about was how can I avenge this? Yes. And it was interesting because, like, normally I think uh, – I haven't done anything, so don't freak out. I didn't, like, fucking kill him or anything. But I was like – Don't I don't, go there I, don't, right? <laughs> I, I didn't okay. want to write him a message saying that's incredibly inconsiderate, which would normally be my tact because – I don't. I didn't want to give him. Yeah, I didn't want to give him the opportunity to say something crazy. Like we were just. It was. It was. Right. It was friends. Or I wasn't right. that interested. Or you. Or this... I have a boyfriend. Or whatever. You never know what they're gonna do to get to weasel out of the guilt that you're projecting on. Correct. Them. Well, and having. 
Harp, like doing something like that, explaining to a stranger, he's still a stranger, explaining to a stranger why something they did to you and how you feel about it never will do anything because you don't know this person, you don't owe this person anything, and frankly, they don't owe you anything either until you've established some sort of personal relationship right. established over time. And in doing that, all you're doing is, yeah, you're sowing some sort of seed within your own mental state to make yourself feel better, right. but in the end... You're giving them power. You're giving them power, yeah, and when in reality, you should be doing exactly what you did, which is stepping away from the situation, realizing that you're better than it, walking away, and getting yourself drunk at whatever weird party did, in WeHo that was happening. I did go to Rage. Yeah, you went to Rage, which is great. So you go right. to Rage, get yourself drunk, you know, have a little tickle tickle, go home, and jerk <laughs> off. I mean, I'm, I'm no Elliot Glazer. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't get a tingle that night. but um, If you know his first name and last name, I will find his Zumba class. And I will go I and I will going to his Zumba class. In fact, I'll subscribe him to the New Yorker because that's more expensive than people. <laughs> Brent still is on the on the fence about you subscribing people to magazines. You're saying I didn't kill him or anything, but you're offended yeah, by me right. subscribing someone to People magazine. Let him get a bridal do, magazine. Do you, think you, do you think you could follow through with going to his Zumba class? I could. Doing totally. the whole class and in the last five minutes having diarrhea and running out. That's what that was. What I was. That was what I was imagining. Having oh, you diarrhea? mean like on the floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was imagining like like doing something with. Feces. I, I imagine ruining his Zumba, Zumba class by going in a caftan yes. with a sparkly headband mm. and then just screaming how difficult oh, it is. Yeah, this I like guy that. Would love that. You think so? I like yeah. that. He's mm. one of those pieces of trash. Okay. Well, then I'll go in a Speedo and Converse shoes. I don't know what I could do to make him angry other than subscribe him to People Magazine. <laughs> What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? I like your friend Travis. I like his stance on guns. <laughs> My Aunt Joanne would say, I have some Catholic friends. They're fine. How about Aunt, aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, I'll tell you what, I am not libertarian. You know why? Because I am not fiscally conservative when it comes to chocolate, but I'm socially liberal with it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. I'm H. Allen Scott. Yeah.